The miracle of the multiplication of loaves appears in all of our Gospels. It's one of the only miracles that appears in all the Gospels, all four of them. In fact, uh, the miracle, there's two miracles of the multiplication in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the Synoptic Gospels, only one in the Gospel of John. And it's perhaps because of the Gospel of John that uh, many find the need, many who are anti-Catholic or um, anti-Eucharist, find the need to try to explain away the miracle. Because they know that the miracle leads to an understanding of something that we as Catholics believe, that Jesus Christ can take bread and do something with it. So in order to uh, get there, uh, for the first 1,800 years or so of the Church's existence, no one questioned this. And then a sense of modernism kind of snuck in, and uh, it wasn't just this idea of, well, we know better, you know, that, but more, again, with what that Eucharist is, that they began to explain it away. And so often you will hear, even among those who are not fully aware of its roots or, or of its consequences, you'll hear some variation, and hopefully you haven't heard this, and, and I'm not proposing this, in fact, I'm trying to rail against it, that really what it was is wasn't a miracle of multiplication, but rather that everyone was so greedy, well, that's my take on it, everyone was so greedy that they didn't want to share what they had, but when Jesus started sharing what he had, they, they felt this, this welling up of compassion for everyone else, and so they reached into their own lunchbox boxes and buckets, and they shared what they had. I find that extremely, extremely cynical of human nature. Do you think they would have not shared? They would have let people die? One, if they all had enough that they had 12 worker baskets full, why were the disciples worried? They came to Jesus and said, this is a deserted place. We don't have enough food. Tell them to go home, to go to the the villages nearby. Get food. Jesus says, feed them yourselves. It's not that he's uncompassionate. He knows what he's going to do. In fact, some scholars say he seems to know exactly how much bread he has. Maybe he knows because of the nature of these, uh, these loaves and fish. Maybe a little bit of background. These loaves most likely were barley loaves. A loaf of barley bread would feed about two or three people, depending on how hungry you were. Five loaves would have fed the disciples and Jesus. They had their supper taken care of. They knew what they were going to eat that night. But they didn't know what the rest were going to eat. And they had been following him. And so that's why they are so concerned. And Jesus says, give them food yourselves. You provided for us. Now let's provide for them. But all we have is enough for us. Yeah, that's enough. Can you imagine setting five loaves that feed maybe 15 people in front of 5,000? But it gets worse. It's not just 5,000, but it's 5,000 families. 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Now, this isn't sexist. This is just the way they counted. And even in the church today, so often we will count households. So that's what they're counting, 
5,000 households. Can you imagine going door to door in Minneota alone with five loaves and saying, take what you need, we got plenty for the rest of the town? Somebody's going to go hungry, probably after the third house. And yet, Jesus feeds enough that we could feed all of Marshall as well. But what does he do after they bring the five loaves and the two fish? Pay attention to the verbs. He took, he said the blessing, he broke it, and he gave it to them. Where do we hear those verbs? You're going to hear them in a little bit. Jesus took bread, he said the blessing, he gave it to them saying, this is my body. If Jesus can take five loaves and make it more than enough to feed maybe 15,000 people, minimum, maybe 20,000, maybe 30,000, if he can take five loaves and make it enough, he certainly can take bread, bless it, break it, and give it to them, and have it be his body. He can take the cup. As we hear in John's Gospel, he was powerful enough to take water and turn water into wine. If he can do that, he can take wine and turn it into his blood. We don't need to explain away the miracle. In fact, we need to explain why this miracle is so important that Jesus performed it twice. It's so that they would get it, because sometimes we're slow as human beings. Maybe that's a little cynical, too. But sometimes we need that repetition in order for us to understand, yes, Jesus is powerful enough to do it. But even for, if we look at something else, another detail that sometimes we might overlook, when they are done in the first miracle, this first miracle, they picked up the leftovers and there were 12 wicker baskets full. The word for wicker basket is a, is a type of basket that the Jewish people would have used. In the second miracle, they pick up seven, sometimes it's just baskets, sometimes it's hamper, but this is a word and the type of basket that the Jewish people, the Gentiles, would have used. Twelve, sacred to the Jewish people, the twelve tribes of Israel. Seven, a symbol for fullness, all the kingdoms of the earth. Jesus provides this miracle not for the Jewish people, but for the entire world. That all may be satisfied. All. Not just one or two. Not just the twelve. Not just those that were following Jesus that day, uh, the disciples, or had followed him all the way. But the entire world. That Jesus can take bread and wine and make it enough. And so we have that question in today's first reading. Come, all who are hungry, why pay money for what will not satisfy? Why do we think God is not going to provide for us? God is good. And Jesus Christ, as he looks at the crowd, he has compassion on them, and he would have compassion on us too. He invites us to trust a number of years ago in a parish far, far away, I can't say, but I want to protect the individual, 
he came and he said, I want to be generous with the church and, and the school I, I was, we were serving at the time. He said, I want to make a donation, but I want it anonymous. I want it to complete, be completely free because God has been so good to me. I want it to be completely anonymous. I don't want any credit for it. Okay, well, he brought his substantial check uh, in. It's a check that, uh, as I looked at it, I've never seen so many zeros in my life. Well, I have, but not on a check. And the next, that, the next day he came in and he said, you know, I thought I was being generous with God. I wanted to give him something. But yesterday, as soon as I got home, my sister called. Now, he was in his 80s and his sister was older. Their parents had been gone for 30 or 40 years. He said his sister found some stock that mom and dad had in the telephone company. My share, divided among the three siblings, is $800,000. That was a lot more than what he had given to the church. He said, I thought I could, un- I could outdo God in generosity. I can't. I thought about asking him for another share, but I thought that might be a little greedy. But I've always thought about that. Why do we think God will not provide for us? God is super generous, over generous, if we just trust him. He invites us to come without pain. And once we begin to understand this, we might begin to understand what St. Paul is saying. Neither life nor death, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Well, there is one thing. It's us. We can separate ourselves. But Jesus Christ, in his superabundant love for us, will never allow anything to separate us from him if we love him. That means trust, of course. That means putting our faith in something beyond ourselves. I think those that want to explain this miracle, ultimately they put their trust only in their own knowledge, only in themselves. I think we who are faithful need to say there's something more that this miracle is given to us to help us begin to understand what the Eucharist can do in our lives, that not only, only nourishes us today, but it gives us that grace we need to serve the world that is in so need of Jesus Christ.